Let's Go Racing Family Podcast, sharing our love for NASCAR, running, and just racing through life. Hosted by Sebastian, Giovanni, Karen, Tony, and me, Johan. Each week, we'll talk about our view of the world through the lens of racing. The chase. The middle frontier. Starting the round of 12, it was such an exciting race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. This was a really exciting race, honestly. Um, Some might say not much happened. I thought some stuff happened. It was pretty good. Well, I think a lot happened near the end of the race, and I thought that was pretty cool. And a little early, too. And a little early. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, So who wants to take us through what happened at the beginning of the race? Johan. So the drop of the green flag of the South Point 400 in Las Vegas. Green flag. Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick are on the front row. The start of around the 12. And then later in the race, and Kyle Busch, there's a restart um, for stage one. But who won stage one was Denny Hamlin. The restart for stage two was a pretty good restart with some juicy stuff. Maybe well, a was, little fight well, going what on. What was that juicy stuff? Tell us about that. Well, the juicy stuff is Green Flag, Kyle Busch, and Joel Logano side by side. They're racing. Then Denny, Denny Hamlin comes down, aka hashtag Denny Hamlin stinks. He was a hashtag in Daytona. but oh, um, Because he beat out Jimmy Johnson, of course. Uh, anybody that touches or remotely looks at Jimmy Johnson the wrong way is a hashtag stinks. So anyway, continue. Denny Hamlin's making is in third. Well, Joe Logano and Kyle Busch are side by side. Logano's on the top. Kyle's in the bottom. He makes a great move. I consider that one of the cleanest moves until this happens. I think what I from the angle I saw it, he touched Kyle into Logano. Who is this? Denny Hamlin. I I thought it was going to be a clean move. It was move. definitely an aggressive move, and I don't. And everybody said later, nobody expected him to be there. Nobody realized that he was there. Like Joey didn't realize it. Kyle didn't realize it. But what ended up happening? Logano blew a tire, and he was smoking. Fell back. Fell a lap down. And Kyle Busch even fell a lap down too. Yeah. So you, it, I just think it's so funny how you have two drivers. They get into it on the track at a completely different track, like weeks before. And it just seems like now there's a little bit of a rivalry and those cars always seem to find each other in the coming weeks. And I just think it's hilarious. And another one, and we can talk a little bit about it, is Chase Elliott and Joey Logano and how they had been getting into it a little bit. And there was a point in this race where they both came close and, you know, it was a it was a little bit of an issue. So. It's almost like their magnets getting pulled towards each other whenever they're racing. Even if they're at completely different points, they always happen to get to each other. So I don't want us to have a repeat of last week's episode. You guys were like shouting over each other. Because again, for those that are, are new to our podcast, Giovanni is perhaps the biggest Joey Logano fan on the planet. And Sebastian is probably the biggest Kyle Busch fan in the planet. Yes, we hear you, Jimmy. Just Johnson to let fan. you know, um, Joe Logano and Kyle Busch are not the greatest drivers of all time. Okay, it's okay, Jimmy okay, Johnson. we get right. it. That's no, not I'm, relevant to. We're not talking about the greatest driver of all time, Dale Earnhardt. Right? You don't now. need to put Jimmy so Johnson Kyle, in every conversation. Kyle Busch yes, here, big fan. Joey Logano fan, getting into it. So, what did you guys think, Giovanni? What did you think about the fact that they got tangled up 
And really, Joey's night was pretty much done. And he had a strong car. He was my pick. I thought he was going to win. And he didn't. So what did you think about seeing your guy falling back? Seeing this again. I mean, I, I watched the race. But now getting to see it again, I think it's not just Kyle Busch's fault. I think it's partially Danny Hamlin's fault. But most of the blame goes to Kyle Busch because he slid up way too high. It's because he didn't know that Danny was down there. He well, he could have a little more control. I mean, the guy is a two-time champion. I think it was 100% uh, Denny Hamlin's fault because he went, he went for that pass out of nowhere. And I think that the reason that um, Kyle was, you know, like went up into Joey, but at the same time, Joey was coming down because they were going into that turn was because he was almost startled. It's like when you're driving on the road and you think that there's that you're that there's no one in the other lane and you go to change lanes and it happens that they're in your blind spot and you're like, oh, shoot, there's somebody there. But here, here's the thing, though. Nobody was there and he put himself there because he had a fast car. So I no, mean, no, no, I don't know what I meant was that when Denny Hamlin went in for that I know. pass, I don't think there's anything Kyle wrong with Bush it. Kyle Busch did was not my- see him. He it was so fast he did not expect for him to and be there. That's why they so have spotters. That's when they. That's when he like went up, turned a little bit, and and slammed his car into Joey. But we all know that NASCAR teams have spotters, and that is their job to tell the drivers where the cars might be, even if they don't see them, because. They may be in a blind spot. Okay, but Tony, watching the race, that move was a sudden move. It's almost like he hit the Nas button and like just shot out from third place to first. So it was a very fast move. He did have a very strong car and a very fast run. I look, I I can see where certain drivers could get startled. Uh, But I mean, to Gio's point, though, I will say he is a two time champ and to kind of move up the way he did. Um. You know, it was just, and it was an unfortunate thing. Uh, at the end of the day, it was a bad racing deal, is my opinion. But at least Joey got to make his ground back up. I mean, and that's the impressive part, actually, of both of those drivers, is how bad the damage was so early in the race. And they fell laps down. Like, I think both of them, right? At one point, were. Kyle was down. only a lap down. Joey went not one, not two, but three. He went three laps down. Yeah. No, he went two. And the fact three. that he finished in 14th is amazing. But. Not as amazing as the driver who had all that damage and still managed to finish in the top 10, which was Kyle Busch. He didn't get to, he didn't come down pit that early, though. No, but he fell back after that damage. He fell back. Not as drastic, though. I mean, Joey's comeback. Was I'm going to stay civilized this week because I don't think this is over. But I think that Kyle Busch isn't at fault here. All right. Oh, you just reminded me. I think I know why he slid up so high. He could have controlled himself, but no. He's like, oh, Joey's going to mess me up. I'm going to slide him up. Give Gio, him a nice friendly let's tap. Let's wait till Why would actual- Kyle Busch purposely take out Joey Logano and also damage his car in the same breath? I, I get that you think there's a rivalry, but that makes no sense to me. Gio, let's wait until this actually gets serious in a future race. All right. All right. We'll see. So, Johan, who won stage two? Chase Elliott won stage two. Um, a, f- a good fellow and soon to become my favorite driver, Jason Wreck, Jimmy Johnson. A good fellow of mine um, that I like. And I like him and old rival Joe Logano. He won stage number two. He, he led the second most laps. He actually led 
three times for 73 laps. Uh, of course, uh, Denny Hamlin led the most laps in the race. And so those were the top two most dominant drivers of the night. And you thought for sure it's going to be one of them that was going to come down to victory lane. And for the most part, it was a lot of green flag, you know, driving. Then came the last part of the race. They were doing green flag pit stops. And unfortunately, there was a wreck. Or actually, no, it was, it was, I think it was debris. There was debris. And guess who's my new hashtag? Hashtag debris stinks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why does hashtag debris stinks? Because they made Jimmy Johnson lose that race. Well, I don't know if he was going to win. He wasn't really running at the top the entire race. And you actually want to know something. I don't even think he finished in the top. He didn't. He didn't finish in the top 10 in any of the stages. So I don't understand how you thought Jimmy Johnson was going to win that. You guys want to know something? You want to know something? Okay. And our viewers and our listeners out there, guess where the debris came from? From Jimmy Johnson himself. Yeah. So maybe there's some hashtag uh, 48 needs to. No. Get uh-uh. it together. He blew no. a tire. No. And it blew out a chunk of metal. And that's why the last is hashtag, hashtag debris 48. Um, well, pit crew stinks. Well, nah, or know. hashtag Kyle Bush stinks this weekend. If you say that one more time or hashtag torn Joe Lagano your, thir- your hashtag, hashtag threatens are nothing. Clint Boyer stinks. Or he's already hashtag or hashtag Ryan Blaney stinks. So the caution comes out. During green flag pit stops, and we know that's always a risk because it jumbles up the field. Then all of a sudden you have guys that weren't up at the front who all of a sudden were now had all this clean air. And it was just and and and, and we've seen it before. Drivers that were kind of languishing in the back, they get all that clean air, and all of a sudden their cars come to life. And you're like, whoa, where were these guys the, the entire race? And the top two of those guys were. Maddie D. Dorito, a hashtag, and Kurt Bush, the brother of Kyle Bush. And all of a sudden, those guys, they were just, they took off. And they were, and they was battling between them, right? Except there was another car that was coming, and he was fast. He was coming in hot. Jenny Hamlin, right? It's like if it was the Taco Bell um, hot and spicy sauce, like the El Diablo sauce from Taco Bell, if it was a person coming in hot because of the, to the leaders. So, yes, that was, wow, Danny well, Hamlin described this Taco Bell sauce coming in hot. I'm sure he's going to love that. Um, well, the, the thing so, is, those drivers had fallen back because of that caution. So like these, they were up in the top before and then they fell back. And like, I thought, oh my goodness, these guys are not, go- they're going to be in the back and then we're going to not get points because most of our drivers had flopped. To the yeah. Back. I mean, I mean, if you look at it, like for the first two stages, Kurt Busch did not even finish in the top 10 in either of the first two stages. And because of all of this flip flop, here he is battling Matty D for the win. And who ended up pulling the win out? The brother of Kurt, of Kyle Busch. And I said, remember seeing this at Kentucky earlier, that if Kurt Busch won at that race, I would start roasting Kyle Busch. Well, I think it was, it was, it was a great win for Kurt Busch to take it home. But I have to acknowledge, we all have to acknowledge, Danny Hamlin was coming. He was coming fast. He was coming hot. And he was, yes, he was coming in hot like hot sauce from Taco Bell. 
And he probably would have won that race had it stayed green. And fortunate for Kurt Busch, the cautions came out and they, even with the restart, he had enough time, enough air to get out there and win that race. And I'll tell you, honestly, I was very happy for him. A little bittersweet, and I even mentioned this on Twitter, a little bittersweet because here's the guy finally wins his hometown race, probably besides the Daytona 500, a race he probably wants to win more than anything. He finally wins. And again, this is a guy, he's a champion. He won a championship, and yet no fans. I know. I he looks so happy to win. And all I could think of, I'm like, I kept saying, Pobrecito, he has no fans to cheer him on. And this is his home track. It was like, it was painful to see that. Like it was really sad. And you can tell he was super excited. And then when they showed him in victory lane, it's him by himself on top of the car cheering. It was just, it was, it was kind of sad, but I mean, yes, I was happy for him too, that he got to um, win in his home tracks. I I believe he said it was 20 something years of coming to this racetrack and wanting to win this race. That's wild. About the um, Kurt Busch celebration, I remember watching this video on YouTube, um, a YouTuber I watched called Raw Gather. He does a vid- funny videos of NASCAR, and one of his videos was Old Man Celebration. I remember watching it, but then I remember seeing the Kurt Busch celebration. I said, that's an old man celebration. Yeah, we, we saw him. He took the flag, right? He starts like dancing on the on the on the checkered line. Spelled out Las Vegas. Well, we didn't know that at the time. And then it made sense. And like, oh, that's right. He's spelling out Las Vegas. But we were like, what kind of weird old man dance is that? And I remember you mentioned that. At least it's not as bad as Austin Dillon trying to slide into the grass, but just gets stuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Sebastian, why don't you take us through the uh, top five finishers of the race? All right, so Kurt Busch was our race winner, and he was followed by Matt Benedetto in second. Third place was a Denny Hamlin. Fourth was Martin Truex Jr., and then Alex Bowman took home fifth. Yeah, that was a pretty strong run for, for Alex there. Uh, let's go through our Let's Go Racing family race picks, and let's start with Gio, who actually had the best night of all of us. That is actually a nice title to hold. That's 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 a nice title to hold. The best of the night. Because I have literally had the worst season possible. I mean, I'm currently in last place right now. And it sucks. But at least I got second place. And I was kind of disappointed. Well, who'd you pick? I picked Denny Hamlin. He and got me were, four points. I was. You're happy now. But at the end of the race, you were actually mad. Because you knew your guy had the fastest car on the track. He did. And he was going to win that race. And he was coming in hot like El Diablo Taco Bell sauce. <laughs> All right, yes. now I want some Taco Bell. Thanks, Johan. <laughs> and this segment is not being sponsored by Taco Bell, but I'm sure no, we are they, not appreciate, <laughs> they appreciate the uh, the effort there. The so, yes. You were really upset that Danny did not get that win. But I had to remind you, like, dude, he finished in the top five, like, and he had a great car. It wasn't his fault that he fell back. So I just uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. Karen, where did you finish uh, in our Let's Go Racing family race picks for the week? So I picked Martin Truex Jr. And all I care is that he got me points. So I'm good with that. He finished fourth. So I got four points. Yeah, and he he's just it's been kind of interesting this year with him. He's had it's kind of weird. I feel like almost like a forgettable season. He's kind of been quiet, but he's there. He's there. And you know, I would not be surprised if we go into Phoenix that last race of the year and he's one of the top 4 cuz he just he just seems like he he's 
He's just lurking. You know, he with wins his season? when he needs to, and that's it. He sounds like right Aaron now? Burr. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? He stays very quiet, but only wins when he needs to. Okay, I don't think Martin Shirks Jr. is going to be shooting anybody in a duel, <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure he may. I don't one know. 1v1 weird... Joy Logano at Martinsville. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> All right, guys. So this, uh, Obviously, these kids it's have watched Hamilton. It's getting a little dark. <laughs> yeah, they, you guys have watched Hamilton one too many times. All right. So then Sebastian, uh, actually, no, Johan, you had the third best night. And actually, again, another another good pick. And it was actually surprising being that he had early trouble. Who did you have? Kyle Bush. I chose him because he was going to win at that Bristol night race last week. But you know who stopped him? Logano. The defending winner of Vegas earlier in 2020. But I knew Kyle Bush was going to be aggressive and be mean to Joe Logano. And what did he do? Some people say it's Hamlin's fault. I say it's Hamlin's fault. But um, since Joe says it's um, Kyle's fault, he was being mean to Joey like I knew he was. And I knew it was going to be a good pick. And I, when I he got damaged, I was like, well, yeah, this is 2020, so anything can happen. So I still believe in him. Well, you know what? It turned out to be a great pick, even though he had trouble. And he finished in sixth place, which is amazing. I, mean, I had to actually look like twice at the end to say, what? He finished in sixth place after all the trouble he had. Just imagine, had he not had that damage, he probably would have been up there fighting for the win. It probably would have been him and Denny Hamlin. So, uh, And then to Bastion, did you talk about your night? So my pick was Kevin Harvick, and he was not in the top 10 for a lot of this race. In fact, I thought, oh, man, I'm not going to get any points. And then when they were crossing the finish line, I was like, come on, come on, Kevin Harvick, sneak in, sneak in. And then the positions kept being filled until 10th, Kevin Harvick. And I was like, yeah, I got points. He just got in. That's it is kind of wild. Barely. I was surprised too. Like we're watching the top top five drivers, and I'm looking. I'm like, where's Kevin Harvick? Because literally every race this year, he's he's been up there, and so I guess he was just like you know biding his time. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he ended up getting you points. And then of course, I kind of I, I didn't do well. I had Joey Logano. I thought he was going to win, and uh, especially when he had the damage, I'm like, well, my night's done. I was actually surprised that he even made it up into the top fifteen. He finished in 14th place. So. Yeah, that's what our night was like. Sebastian, where are we going next week? Oh. Next week is round two of the round of 12 of the NASCAR playoffs. Talladega is the track with the Yellow Yellowwood 500, Sunday, October 4th. So I'm excited because it's Dega, and I love super speedway racing. It's the Let's Go Racing Family Race Picks of the Week. Well, Sebastian, you are our leader in the clubhouse with 28 season points. So you get to pick first. Who are you picking to win in Dega? I'm picking a past winner of Talladega who also won in the playoffs, the number 10 Eric Armarola. 
All right, Mom, you're in second place in our season standings, so you get to pick next. Who are you picking to win in Dega? I think I am going to go with Denny Hamlin because... He's won pretty much everything this year. He's pretty, Yeah, he's won pretty much everything this year. I did want to go with Ryan Blaney, but I feel... Because he's won the last two years, the last two races there. But I feel like he's... I don't know. I feel like he's off. And Denny Hamlin wants to win to be, you know, to go to the next round. So I'm going with Hamlin. All right, Johan. You've fallen off the trail a little bit, but you're still close enough. You could overtake your brother if you win this week. Who are you picking to win in Dega? It's a 50-50 chance because it's Dega. This is a wild card pick because he won in the Xfinity Series, well, on Saturday, the day before Blaney won. And he won the 2019 Coca-Cola Zero 400, Justin Haley. So I'm next. It could be his last win as a full-time driver. I'm picking number 48, Jimmy Johnson, to win in Dega. All right, Gio, who are you picking to win in Dega this week? Finally, no one stole my pick. Let's go Joey Logano. He has, he's, he's been a good restrictor plate driver. He's had a uh, just under the top season. He's been doing good, but he hasn't been able to win this season yet, especially after we came back from the pandemic. But I think he's got a shot. All right, Joey Logano, that wraps up our race picks for this week in Dega. And now it's Tony Six Degrees of NASCAR, where Tony tries to connect pop culture with NASCAR in less than six degrees of separation. All right. So after being off for a week with no six degrees last week, Sebastian, it's now your turn. Who am I connecting to NASCAR in less than six degrees of separation? I am picking the singer Shakira for my pick. Oh my gosh, I love Shakira. I can't wait to hear how you connect her to NASCAR. So, all right, Shakira, how am I connecting her to NASCAR? Well, Super Bowl. besides the fact that the biggest Jimmy Johnson fan in the world has kind of a crush on her, uh, that's not I the way we're going to do, do it. not take that back. All right, I'll, I'll take it back for this time. Okay. All right, so you guys know Shakira is a Colombian singer, songwriter, producer, actress, and philanthropist. She was born in Barranquilla, Colombia, which is Colombia's fourth largest city. Her career in music actually began in the 90s when she started. She was like 13 and had her first album in Colombia, Spanish, a Spanish-language album. She made her crossover album in 2001, and basically started her march to becoming a global superstar to the point where she is one of the lead acts of the Super Bowl. And I believe that was, was it last year's Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, with J, uh, with J. Lo. Well, in 2006, Shakira launched or released perhaps her greatest hit, and especially her greatest hit here in the U.S. Take a wild guess what that song might have been. Try Everything from Zootopia. Uh, that was a great song, but that's not it. Karen? Hips don't lie. Hips don't what? lie. Well, did you know that that song was originally written and recorded by someone that was a member of the Fugees years back? And that someone was Wycliffe Jean. 
the Grammy award-winning Haitian-American musician. Well, he collaborated with Shakira on Hips Don't Lie and is actually featured in the song. Well, it's Wycliffe that connects us to NASCAR because on October 1, 2017, he was the grand marshal of that weekend's Cup Series race. And that's how you connect Shakira to NASCAR in less than six degrees of separation. Good job. That was a really good one. Actually, I didn't think it was going to come from that song. I thought it was going to come from the Super Bowl or Zootopia. Well, she did sing um, Hips Don't Lie at the Super Bowl. So she did. It kind And it was Wycliffe there? No. He wasn't? No. I, I, no. Okay. Well, in any event, there you go. I was actually kind of surprised. I thought for some reason when I started doing my research that she had been a grand marshal at like a California race and I couldn't find it. You know, what's also what's also fascinating about Shakira that I kind of as I was doing my research is she doesn't actually live in the United States anymore. She actually lives in Spain with her football husband or soccer player husband. Uh, and they're and they're I think they have one kid. They have one one son. So I thought that was interesting. It's in uh, Barcelona or as the Spaniards would say, Barcelona. It's actually kind of interesting, and it's a good transition of why Sebastian chose Shakira. So what is this month? We kind of talked about it a little bit. It is Hispanic Heritage Month. And what are the dates? Because it's technically not in one month. Yeah, it's the middle of the month. It begins September 15th through October 15th. What is celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, and why is it important? Well... Hispanic Heritage Month celebrates the contributions and influence of Hispanic Americans to American history, culture, and events. So, okay, so that's great. But why is it important to us? Because actually all five of us are Hispanic. Yeah. And that's something that I don't know if we've really talked about at length, but I thought it was appropriate that we kind of start that conversation and we're actually going to do another uh, in our next week's episode. We're going to continue this conversation, but wanted to just start with, you know, our connection to Hispanic heritage. Obviously, like Giovanni said, we're a Hispanic family. Um, Karen's parents both immigrated to the United States from Spanish speaking countries. Yeah, my dad is from Dominican Republic and my mom was born in Colombia, but she was pretty much raised in Venezuela. So she came over to the United States from Venezuela. And then my grandparents, all four of my grandparents were all born in Puerto Rico. And even though my dad was born in the States, he was pretty much raised in Puerto Rico. And my mom was born and raised in, in the U.S. So we're, we're considered a bicultural Hispanic family. And what does that mean? It basically means that we are 100% American and 100% Hispanic. There are elements to our lives that come from these different cultures. And it just, it becomes part of who we are. You think about things that make a culture, things like music, things like food, food, things like the way that you interact with others in your family. That's what makes us different. And then there are things that are very American that we've adopted, you know? So you like think about food and we don't even think about it. We were having dinner before we uh, prepped the, 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 for the podcast tonight. And I'm like, oh, and you didn't even think about it, Karen. It just kind of happened that way. And it's just part of who we are. But what did we have for dinner? We had a very Hispanic dinner. We had yuca and chicken and corn. You know, another night we'll have arepas, which is a dish that's uh, very common to Venezuelans and Colombians. And it's very tasty. It is very tasty. Uh, so 
yeah, that that's kind of what makes us who we are. And then language is obviously a part of that, right? Because that is one thing that ties Hispanics across culture is that, you know, Hispanics, it, by definition, is it's a U.S. definition. It is of, of people of descent from Spanish-speaking countries, and, and they live here in the U.S. You know, it's not really a term that's used anywhere else. If you're in a country like Colombia, Venezuela, they don't refer to themselves as being Hispanic. Um, but it's a way to identify a group of people that all speak a common language that's not English. It's, it's Spanish. And there are – but it's interesting because if you study these cultures – there is a lot of unique things, you know, Karen, your mom, right? There are things that she's done and she grew up with that I'm very familiar with, even though my my family is from Puerto Rico and her family is from the Dominican Republic and and Venezuela and Colombia. Yet there are also things that we do different, too, you know, and in, in, in the way that we might pronounce certain words or certain foods and, and whatnot. One of the things that I and the one of the things I wanted the points I wanted to make about Hispanic culture and our family again it's this idea of of spending time together and doing things as a family. So it's not enough that we you know we we love each other obviously we spend time together, but the things that bring us together is actually a very Hispanic important part of our of our culture and who we are. And for us, believe it or not, is something that you would consider very American, which is the sport of NASCAR. NASCAR brings us together. This is our family sport. You know, Giovanni could spend his day wake every waking hour playing games and 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 building and creating and doing Legos and designing and computer. You know, Sebastian could spend his entire waking hours researching movies, reading stories, writing, you know, and and Johan could literally spend every waking hour either watching and building NASCAR tracks and, and racing cars or reenacting football games. And watching YouTube. And watching YouTube. Yeah, that's what I love. But what brings us together is NASCAR, right? This podcast, the way that we watch the races. So, you know, that's kind of a, a, a unique and different way, but that's the way that we, that's a part of our culture. And I honestly believe because of the way that we are as a family, that's why NASCAR has become such a center part of who we are um, because this wouldn't be as much fun if it was just me and your mom or if it was just me and I love watching the races because we interact we all have our own drivers and we're always interacting and then obviously we do this so uh, next week we'll continue our dive into Hispanic heritage when we interview a colleague of mine uh, whose job is actually to reach and communicate to Hispanic consumers here in the US so I'm super excited to to, to invite her to our podcast next week all right, so the last part of our podcast, we got to talk about the big news, which is the 2021, sorry, not 2020, the 2021 Cup Series schedule. So who wants to go first? Sebastian. Oh, my word. Literally just five years ago, we were used to just having two road courses. Now, I think we're getting five or six of them. Yeah, it's 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 quite amazing. But that's not all the news. What else? We are getting a dirt track at Bristol. How is that going to work? I know. Just cover is, the track in dirt. That is going to be crazy. Yeah, but Bristol is super bank. And how are you going to get all that dirt to like stay up on the bank and not like just glue sh- just me all the way down? Some glue. Lots and lots of dirt. I just lots and lots of dirt. Has to be some really heavy dirt. 
Well, if you guys have a NASCAR Heat 3 or in other game, other NASCAR games, I've actually driven on the Bristol Dirt Track in the Extreme Dirt Tour Cup Series in NASCAR Heat 3. I'm pretty bad at the Dirt Series, so I did terrible. So expect a wild card at that Bristol Dirt Track. Yeah, just- it seems like it would be, I don't know, I'm still hooked up on the whole thing of how you're going to get dirt to stay at an angle. So here's my thing on this race. I'm excited to see it. But I didn't want to lose another race at Bristol. Like, we're still going to get two Bristol races. But now one's this dirt race. And then you still have your traditional night race later in the year. So I would have actually rather they added the dirt race to either another track or just made that a third race at Bristol. But, you know, it is what it is. I am actually really excited for this race to happen. I actually want to see how the drivers are going to interact with this uh this track because it's going to be dirt and i believe the only dirt track uh, they run is really in trucks and that's eldora and they usually slip and slide around that track so it's going to be very and interesting those are flatter, right because when i've seen the little clips here and there of dirt track racing they look like they're flat tracks yeah which just maybe a little bit but like bristol big banking I mentioned how there's going to be a bunch of new road courses. One of them is going to be the Circuits of the Americas at Texas. Which is the way I've thought of I've always known that racetrack. It's the F1 track. They built, and actually we should probably get Uncle Kevin back on the podcast. He can talk about it. Because I think he's actually been to this track yeah, for so an F1 actually, race. Actually, so has Kenneth. So maybe Kenneth we can ask too. him. Oh, when, we can talk to him because we, we are planning to interview him. So we can learn a little bit more about that. But yeah, this will be the first time that NASCAR will be driving at that track. And then the other road course, uh, the other two road courses that are new, uh, one of them is Road America in Canada. All right. I had to actually check on that because I wasn't sure. I was like, wow, that's kind of interesting. But it wasn't in any of the news clips. It's actually in Wisconsin. And I know that that's practically Canada for us Floridians, but it's actually in Wisconsin. Why Wisconsin? When has there been a track up in Wisconsin or well, or it's actually like the road, like no, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a track. I mean, they've raced there before, right? Yeah, I've driven on it in NASCAR Heat Three. It's um not a road. It's not an um uh, like like road a regular sh- street course. Yeah, like it's, a not, road it's not like I forgot what it's called. The race of F one on Memorial Day. Oh, the Monte Carlo. It's not like that. It's actually it's not in a city. It's actually a track. Oh, that like would walking. those yeah. kind of races would be cool to see in NASCAR. Yeah, that that actually be the next thing. Uh, but but we didn't get driving one of those through this year. New York. Yeah, actually, we saw I saw a picture of the cars that are a promotional uh picture that NASCAR did for. Uh, the Vegas race, and it showed the Vegas Strip and the NASCAR cars on that would like be the crazy. course. And oh, somebody the show. and somebody commented, "Please, NASCAR, have the have a race on the on the Strip. Like have them race on the Strip." That that would actually be amazing. That would be really cool. It's February 9th, Tuesday is going to be um Tuesday night, the Daytona Road Course. Yeah, so. That was a successful race this year. We enjoyed it. We were actually at the track, so we didn't see it on TV because we were physically there. And we enjoyed it. We thought it was a fun race. It was pretty cool. Well, NASCAR, I guess it was it was popular enough that they're going to bring it back and they're going to make it the first race, you know, non-points paying, but it'll be the first race of the year. Um, so that'll be kind of interesting to see that play out during Speed Weeks. And then we also had uh, one other road course. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course. Yeah. So 
you know, the Brickyard, the Fame Court uh, racetrack, and they're going to go back to the Brickyard, but this time they're going to use a road course, which will be kind of interesting. So, I, some there must have been some research that said the road courses did really well in in ratings and fans, and and it just it's amazing that they've put so many road courses on the circuit. So we've talked about these new um, road courses. Are they still keeping Watkins Glen and Sonoma? And Sonoma? Yeah. yeah. In fact, Sonoma is going to be on Johan's birthday next year. The day. Of wow. So there's going to be like six road course races next year. Yep. I think that's going to be really cool. It, it'll it like changes the the season up a bit with having your oval racing and then a mix of road course in there. That's exciting. I'd love to go to one of them. Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really cool. And I like what NASCAR has been doing recently with their season, how they're taking it and changing it, up. changing it up every like I feel like they've been doing it since the pandemic has happened. They've been changing it up. And I really like this. It's gotten me into NASCAR a little bit more than I uh, previously was because like different different season than different seasons than what they normally run. Ooh, this is cool. I got to see this. And I think with the new Dirt Bristol and the new road courses they're adding, bringing back Nashville Speedway, that is all going to be very fun to see. And yeah, I'm excited to wait. go to the Music City uh, to to watch a NASCAR race, especially because we've uh, got some friends that we're going to try to recruit and introduce them to the race. So that'll be kind of fun. Hopefully we can get the 11 of us to go uh, and uh, you know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, that will be fun. So what do you guys think? I saw that this year or the next year, next season, the two Florida tracks are going to be back to back as opposed to beginning of the year, end of the year, as we've had them before, with the exception of this year, because that changed. But how do you guys feel about it being like back to back? It makes it a whole lot easier. We can just get them out of the way and boom, we can just be like one weekend, second weekend. Good. Now we can just, if we can't go to any other races, we're good. I think I mean, I think there is some truth to what you just said about the fact that I think NASCAR was looking at people that are driving down for the 500 and like, hey, extend out a week. I think somebody said that uh, Eric Stepp mentioned that when it, I think it was being rumored or when it was announced that that, in fact, you would have fans, you know, they want to have fans just stay and extend uh, another week. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it kind of makes sense because, you know, when you go to the West Coast. You're they're staying in that general area. Personally, for a few I liked having the end, last race of the year in Miami and I oh, like spreading I'm, it out. I'm totally but. a fan of the uh, championship race being Homestead. I really do like it. But um, I will say like for weather wise, I think having it in February is really good. Yeah, I think it'll be actually it'll be really nice. It won't be as hot as we've been used to. So if we could only go to one race next year. Which one would you want to go to? The Daytona 500. Nashville. Mm, one of the road courses. The Daytona 500. All right. Since you guys all picked those races, I would have said I wanted to go check out Nashville. Um, but since you already said that one, I think my pick would be the Bristol Dirt Race. Just because I don't know what to expect. And I, it, it'll be one thing to watch it on TV. To, but to be there in that stadium. Because I've, I've seen a track. I've seen a race at Bristol. And it's amazing. But to see it as a dirt course, that that's going to be crazy. Yeah, that was pretty intriguing. 
I want to go to Daytona because I've always dreamed of going to the Daytona 500, but I never was able to because guess who went to the Daytona 500 in 2012 in February before the month I was born? They did it in 2012. They should have waited one year for the greatest Daytona 500, Jimmy Johnson's second Daytona 500. And they should have went that year so I could have been to the Daytona we 500. We've talked about this. We know we owe you a Daytona 500. Maybe it'll come. Maybe this year. So wrapping up a little bit on the um, schedule news, Darlington and Atlanta will now have two races each, while Chicagoland and Kentucky will not have any races next season. No. No Kentucky yeah. no and Kentucky. two Atlantas? Yeah. So I, oh. Well, I like the Atlanta race. I know I you and I disagree. Get rid of Atlanta. Long. No, no, I think I like Atlanta the Atlanta race. is always long and boring, as the Red Joey's Skull there, says. He's never a soul there. for a soul. I like the fact yeah, this that is like a corrupted soul all these for a beautiful other races. Like- the Chicago Land race, I haven't. It's not been. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. Plus, we don't even live close there, so I'm I'm okay with it. Maybe they'll get another track. Plus, you've got the track in Wisconsin now. So I think for the Midwest, I think that's probably where the trade off happened. Did you just say um um that? Chicago one's not that cool because it had a really good finish that I think um, him should not be named. Um, got yeah, who's the, the rookie of the year? I think maybe won that race. Is that the race? That was Kentucky. Oh, that was oh, Kentucky. <laughs> there you go. I'm talking about there, Chicago. You guys complaining about Cole Custer so much. They said, all right, we're not going to yeah, do it Yeah, but we didn't year. need to get rid of the track. Well, I'm saying the Chicago and Speedway had good races, especially with Sebastian's favorite driver and him who should not be named. He may come back in the Cup Series in 2021 because Tony Stewart really wants him. Is Voldemort but, driving? Kyle Larson. Of course not. Oh, Kyle Larson. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, uh, Chicagoland, uh, again, I'm not I'm not missing much on that run. But, you know, I'd probably feel different if I lived in Chicago. So I don't know how many people listen to the to the podcast in Chicago. So I love Chicago. We're, you know, Cubby fans and all that. but. I mean, I'm excited to see some of these races. And if it means trading out a couple, you got to do that. We're sorry if you like Chicago land. <laughs> well, I have been to the Bears Stadium, so um, I'm going to go to Chicago and Speedway. All right. Well, I mean, they're going to come back. I mean, it's not like they're destroying the track. It's just this year for the schedule. And Breaking always news, adjusting. Chicago Speedway, Speedway destroyed. No, they're not going to do that. All right. And then we had one other uh, bit of news in terms of the new races in the that kind of moved around. And that was? The All-Star Race. It's normally been at Charlotte. This year was at Bristol. This year, or next year, they're going to be placing it at Texas Motor Speedway. So that's going to be pretty interesting to see who's going to win. Is it just going to be another Chase LA repeat until they go back to uh, Charlotte? Or is it going to be someone else? I don't know. I was actually surprised with this one uh, because I thought Bristol was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And Texas is similar to Charlotte anyway. Yeah. It's the same type of track. That's why and they're doing Texas because so, they want a track similar to Charlotte. Without but that, actually was, the whole, doing but that Charlotte. was the whole fun of Bristol. It was a different track. It was a different type of race. And do you guys think they're going to be like changing it up every year? Uh, what if they do it in Daytona I mean, it or It makes Diego. me feel like that's the case. That would know? be awesome to do. Like just... Just rotate it. through the through the tracks. Dega and Daytona yeah, as the All Star race. That would be crazy, man. That would be crazy. Like, I think it would be too expensive, to be honest. Not to I, mention, it would be, I think only one one or two drivers would make it to the end. Yeah, because think about it. It's not points paying. Everybody wants to win, so there's no regard to saving and it's your 1, car. Thousand million. You're going to take dollars. chances. I I don't know if the owners two hundred miles an hour into the turn. 
Yeah, no, I, I, it would be exciting. And you never know, depending on how the ratings go and how this race goes next year, maybe they'll try a super speedway. I think that might be the next year's. All right. And then the last thing that's kind of significant, and it, it's a good reminder of what's coming in 2021, is the fact that there will actually be a two-week break in the middle of summer, uh, the July 25 and August 1, for the Olympics. So they recognize that the Olympics is going to be going on. A lot of people are going to be watching and focused on that. And so we're actually going to have a break during that time. So uh, probably That's no podcast awesome. for us either. We're going to be focused on the Olympics. So thank you, NASCAR, for being so considerate. Uh, and and plus, if you think about it, I think the way the schedule goes at that time of uh, year, July, I think NBC picks it up. And we all know NBC does the Olympics and they use pretty much every one of their channels to broadcast Olympic uh, sports. And so that probably played into the reason why NASCAR is taking I'm sure the drivers are pretty happy. Well, if you um, can't wait, um, if you're super excited that you can't wait for the Olympics, why don't you get Martin Sonic at the Olympic Games? You can just play that till it's the Olympics. Because it's basically the Olympics, both Sonic and Mario characters. Sonic and Mario characters at the Olympics. All right, Gio, why don't you take us out? Well, this week was fun, but that's going to wrap things up. Thank you so much for listening on in. Please leave a like, subscribe, and download our podcast episodes so you can listen to us wherever you want, whenever you want. Let's Racing Family, out! <laughs>